Hello, everybody. Uh, Joe here again, and this is episode eight of Joe Boyle's podcast. Um, whatever you want to call it, really. You don't have to call it a podcast. Call it, uh, call it, call it something else. Call it whatever you want. Um, anyways, so let me. Um, I feel like I need to dive right into what I'm thinking. Um, you know, because I like to, and sometimes my brain it leaves my brain too quickly. Um, so. In my last uh, episode, um, let me uh, let me backtrack just a second more than that. Um, I've talked in the past about sometimes you can't wait to, d- or sometimes you can only do things once like enough steam has built up, once once it reaches ahead, right? And then you're like, all right, gotta go, you know, gonna do this. It's time. Um, you know, I just and I just felt like with the last episode, not not saying it was bad or anything to that extent, but I I had the feeling, and uh, that it was I didn't want to say it at the time, but I had the feeling like it, um, yeah, steam built up, which enabled me to do it, but I felt like it was a piece of fruit, you know, that went ripe a little too long. Like it still tasted okay, you know, had had obviously had some you know good nutritional value. But I felt like it just, it's kind of like an avocado that's just just starting to turn brown. Like, there's a lot of good parts to it, but you really, when you hit a brown spot, it's like, hmm, not so good. That's how I felt about this last episode. So, I might be jumping the gun a little bit with this one. The avocado might be a, uh, a little too hard, maybe. Who knows? You know how that goes if you uh, like avocados and understand that whole thing. So, um, but hey, you know what? I decided to err on the other side. Um, if, if erring, error, erroring is such a thing right now. So, uh, that's where I am. That's where I'm thinking. And here we are. So, um, I don't have a, uh, good title for this one yet. I have some ideas. The title that I wanted to call it didn't, uh, I felt like it would start, start you down, start me down, start us down a path that this episode's not really about. So um, I kind of need to find the end game, so to speak, uh, before I uh, give it a title. I have an idea, but I don't want to. I don't want to muddy the waters too much right now. Um, <clears throat> but so as I'm thinking about this, um, and you know, going through my notes, we'll take that back a little bit. A pseudo title. <laughs> how, how do you? How do you like that? Um, I, I was thinking about this in the car. Um, the title could be one way or let me another way to be free okay so um let me just jump right in but keep that in mind because i feel like there's a couple buzzwords that that i'm going to say that keep your mind or that automatically take your mind to a certain place and i don't i don't want to get there yet so um or i don't want to really take your mind there uh what i do want in the end is for all of us to feel freedom and uh gosh a lack of pressure and grace with ourselves i know I, I think i said that a lot last time but um i mean it so anyways uh here we are um so i'm gonna talk for at least a, a little, at least a little while here if not if not the whole thing here is um about comparing and judging and you can kind of see why i kind of prefaced it the way i did I don't want our minds to go in a negative place with that right now. Because, like, everyone says, like, you grow up, don't judge or, you know, quit comparing yourself to others. I'm like, and not that I'm going to sing a totally different tune, but um, I just want to share thoughts on why 
I feel like for me, that's actually a, a very freeing thing. And you probably already know the answers to this. Probably not saying anything new. Um, I'm sure I'm not saying anything new, just differently. But sometimes when you say differently, that's that's more than enough. I, I've I've been learning um, as I hear other people. But um, so judge others, judging others. Here's where I'm getting at. When you're judging others, you're really I. I am really, and this is how I've realized this over the, as more realized this more so over the last year or two. Um, when I'm judging others, um, when you're judging others, I'm putting myself behind the bars. I'm putting myself behind bars, um, and it's funny. I'm uh, reading through. I well, I read through it. This uh, it's called the fundal fundamental attribution error. The uh, I think the FAE. Um, there's a book uh, about. Uh, project management workflow and whatnot called scrum um probably not really project management if the author ever heard that he'd be like what it's like just more of a way of doing things but um there's this thing that's called the fundamental attribution error and the example that he gave is let's say you know um your friend frank is uh you know he really uh he really uh like did screwed up on something you know or uh, let's say he really he really did something like Let's say, you know, I, don't, I can't I don't want to give an example, but um, but what you end up doing, and maybe not giving an example is actually the best. So Frank does something bad, right? And you're like, oh, gosh, Frank always does that. It's just who he is. You know, he's always, I, I'm careful. I don't want to say anything because I start thinking of people, and I don't want to start thinking of them that way. That's why I'm not giving the example. Um, and maybe I'm taking this to the nth degree, but sometimes sometimes that's needed. So let's say, yeah, Frank did it, and you're like, oh, Frank always does that. It's just who he is. But And then you find your, yourself. You do that one time, and you're like, um, sorry. And then you find one, you, you find yourself doing the same thing, and you're like, oh, but it's my circumstances. Like, this and this happened. Therefore, like, I had very little, less or no control or very few options. So of course I did what I did. But when Frank does that same thing, you assign it as a personality trait as opposed to circumstantial um, or environmental or system, the system that you're in or that Frank is in. Um, you know, the people he's around, the, the thing that his, his life experiences, the pressure that he's feeling. Um, all of these, uh, all of those things you, you take into consideration with yourself. Um, uh, the, the guy from the book also gave the example, the scrum book also gave the example of when like someone talks about their friends, like, like, uh, so-and-so like Sally went to school, <laughs> Sally sold seashells by the seashore, um, because Sally always liked seashells, you know, that's just who she is. Um, as opposed to you, you know, it's uh well, you know, I, I sold seashells because, you know, I was near the ocean and it seemed profitable at the time and. Um, you know, people were really buying and it looked like the future was lucrative in the seashell selling business. Um, you see what just happened there. Um, and it's what this, this uh, author was talking about. Uh, his name's Sutherland. I forget his first name. But you assign to yourself um, your circumstances. You assign to yourself, well, the market was good for seashells. Uh, when you talk about yourself, like, eh, it seemed it seemed like a good idea. But when you talk about other people, it's always personal to them. It's it's you talk about well, she like she always liked seashells, or you, know, you see where I'm going with this. So 
when you judge others, it's first of all, when I heard that, that's where I'm like, oh, I can like stop beating myself up so much is this is apparently a normal human thing, whether we want it part of our psyche or not. Uh, I hope over years, um, generations that maybe that weeds itself out to something better. Um, but yeah, you judge and blame others for their character, the fundal, fundamental attribution error. And the, the, from, I mean, I'm, I'm just, um, trusting and banking what he said the research uh says about this is that the the latter um or the circumstantial system is actually more true um you know when you take in into the consideration it's more accurate when you take into consideration the environment the factors um and not so much the the person and like the fact that they liked seashells or that frank always makes bad decisions like that's that's usually he was saying like that's that's always wrong um, usually always, you know, take, take that for, well, guess what? I guess we'll say, you know, 80 to 99%, uh, 70 to 99%, maybe throw some numbers on there. But, um, so it's just, it's important to remember that. So when you do find yourself judging others, like, first of all, I, I've realized I, I've been kind of like saying this to myself and, and, in one way or another, I'm taking part of a normal human thing, whether I want it there or not. Cool. All right. Then, then I can sometimes usually set that down. Like, all right, so I'm not, I'm not broke. Okay, you're not broke. You're not doing something fundamentally wrong to your character or being. Like, sure, you don't want it. Maybe it was never intended for that to happen, but it, it's however evolution works. How we ever, however, however we got here, this is a common human thing. So, chill out. Joe, chill out, Sally, chill out, Frank. Okay. Um, where, where was I going with that? Sorry, lost my train of thought. Um, so yeah, um, what where you're participate when you do find yourself judging others, realize one, yeah, you're you're participating in a very human thing. Two, um, just realize their circumstances and they're doing it because what they're they're doing it for whatever they're going through. Okay, all right, beating a dead horse there. So. And this is why I'm going to move on a little bit. So when, I com- when I'm comparing, when we're comparing, when we're judging, when we're saying, you know, can't believe you did that. Or like, or, or it even sneaks in, I, for me, sometimes it's like a, I don't even realize it, but it's like a, it's a, it's a superiority attitude. Like the way maybe I, I just think of myself or hold myself or like, ugh, or like, why you do this? Or, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I, I imagine you can hope, Maybe some things pop into your mind as you're listening to this. Things you may not even realize um, that you're doing. But maybe uh, just try and pay attention to how you're feeling, I guess, and see if it happens or when it happens. But anyways, not that you have to. Um, I'm not here to, again, this isn't about you berating yourself. It's actually about setting you free. So as you see it, how about that? That takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Just as you see it. Um, when you're com- When I'm comparing, when we're comparing... We're setting, so not only are we participating in this uh, fundamental attribution error, but we're setting up, um, I'm setting up myself without even realizing at the time, I'm setting myself up to an ideal that, because that's why, that's why I think we judge people. That's why I think I judge people is because there's an ideal out there wherever out there is, maybe even out there is internal, but there's this ideal that um, 
this person's not living up to. And apparently I am at the moment, right? You know, there's this ideal, you know, wherever, like I said, wherever it comes from that, uh, whatever, that I, I am, I am, I'm do, I am winning at, I am, I am participating in, I am doing. So that I, therefore, I guess to boil it down, like I'm doing this part of life a little bit better than you. I think that's the unconscious, wordless feeling or gut or thought or attitude that kind of sneaks in. <clears throat> and the, the further on, like, what that leads to is that you then, I then have to constantly live up to that ideal with no margin or deviation. And if I do, then I have failed. Because um, when I do deviate, the inner crit- our inner critic, the inner critic, or, or the voice is strong. Um, you know, you, it's, it's then when you find yourself doing the very thing you judged someone else for, you start doing your circumstance thing. You're like, like, well, maybe my circumstances are this and that, and that's why I did it. Um, but like I said, the inner critic is strong, and sometimes you can blame your own circumstances. And I, I mean that in like the most healthy way, which is probably the true way. Not as an escape, but like if you actually wrote it down or had like an objective mediator, you'd say, yeah, you did this because X, Y, and Z. Of course you did. It makes sense. Um, but then you might, this thought came to mind, you might then start feeling guilty for not taking that person whom you were judging, that person's circumstances in account at the time of your judging, or I just want to say comparing. Judging is like, I kind of, I feel like it's a loosey-goosey word. It's thrown around a lot. But comparing, I think, is a little bit more tangible uh, when you're comparing, because you're comparing them to how you are at that moment or how you would do something at that moment. I think that's a little easier. Um, so it truly is like trapping yourself. Um, and I think perhaps one way out um, is this simply like when when you see when you see it is to back up and say you know what uh, I forgive myself for for getting their circumstances at at that time and I'll do it better next time and then let that current situation roll off my shoulders you know there's a really good meditative practice like when you're trying to meditate um, you know, meditate, the word is all the rage these days. So, but when you're, uh, whether you like, if you don't like the word, you can just be like, uh, sitting in silence, being intentionally bored. <laughs> Maybe that's better. Um, you know, quieting things around you. And then you, you know how this goes, like whether you, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is, all of these thoughts, all of the things that you want to do that week, that month, that year, that day, that hour, you know, they come to mind and, and, one of the purposes of meditation or sitting like that can be to just simply like, I need to learn to just be, I need to learn to just be. And so what all these thoughts come to mind and it's normal, but you know, there's, but when they come to mind, they, the proverbial and well, 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 uh, well read, well, well enlightened, whatever word you want to use, the proverbial, they say, yeah, let that thought come up and then just let it roll up, roll down your shoulders. Let it come up. Acknowledge it, but like, yeah, there it is. Like, okay, 
Forget about it. And then when it comes up again, pick up. There it is again. Okay, cool. And let it fall. And over time, it gets better. And you know, you're not you don't feel as plagued with it in theory. You know, um, I don't want to say in theory like I'm dismissing it, but some days are harder than others. Let's just start. Let's just say that. So um, the more circling back around a little bit, the more you dwell, the more I dwell on the fault that I currently did. It's the more power I actually give it over my, not over as in um, above it, but the more power I give it to define my identity, my soul, my being, um, and ultimately my desired self. I, I let that fault define all those parts of me. And when those start defining you, when, when that fault is now your identity, and a bigger part of a so- your soul that it should be, uh, whether and that could be zero percent, your being, um, and like I said, your your desired self, who you want to be, and that fault starts becoming like in the way of who you want to be. You know, obviously start feeling guilty, um, and that that's what I've heard. Peter Rollins said that that's like what guilt really is. It's the the gap between like who, what you did or who you are and who you want to be. Um, but yeah, the more we dwell on it, the more power we give it to define those things. Um, and obviously we don't want that. (laughs) Um, it's hard because you also, when, when that starts happening too much, it always happens to a certain degree. I'm not saying every time you fall into this utter despair, but, um, you want, I think this might be a personality type, but you have a tendency to want to start f- like flogging yourself and, and punishing yourself and torturing yourself. But you want to know what? Like, and I, I, I mean, coming from somebody that, you know, has a tendency that way, um, it never, that the flogging and the punishment never really does anything good because you just keep doing it. I really think, you know, it might be better down the road or you feel like you're satisfying some cosmic rightness by punishing yourself or overthinking it and but i maybe i think and maybe a better cosmic rightness is be like yeah i did that of course i don't want to do that of course i didn't didn't want to do that and i of course i don't want to do it again cool let's just roll with that and i think that that's the grace that's the grace towards ourselves um that we want and um you know, every time I talk about grace, I think of God. And if God claims he bestows grace as much as, say, breathing, like if that's just, if he if He claims that's his part, as much a part of him and his attitude towards life, you know, if God claims that grace is, you know, that central to who he is, why can't we try and do it ourselves, to ourselves? You know, why do we fight it? Um, and, uh, you know, we've all heard the uh, the verse, I'm sure. Um, maybe, maybe you haven't, um, but there's a passage in the Bible. Um, talks a lot, probably gets quoted all the time when it comes to comparing. Um, and it says, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I just jumped ship a little bit. Um, 
All right, this is cool. So, you know, I was going to bring the old plank in the eye thing. I am so glad I didn't have that in there. I thought that was my next note. I looked at my note. I'm like, no, I didn't have that in there. Good, because I wasn't sure I was going with that. Um, this makes way more sense. Glad glad we're here together figuring out my notes. Um, all right, so I just finished up. If God claims <clears throat> he bestows grace as easily as, you know, breathing. Is that essential to him? All right, so check out this verse. This is uh, Luke 17. Um and it's, he says, uh, this is Jesus, it says, be alert, you know, if you see your friend, the, you know, I add in there, if you see your friend going wrong, correct him. If he responds, forgive him. Even if it's personal against you and repeated seven times through the day, seven meaning just a lot often, you know, that, that was very symbolic number. Um, and seven times he says, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Jesus says, forgive him each and every damn time. I emphasize, he, he didn't really say damn, but I feel like the emphasis was nice to have. Um, so that, that got my mind kind of spurring, uh, kind of going in this direction. Like I read that and I was like, man, it's like Christ knows we're trying our hardest he know and we still fail it's like he knows we're trying our hardest and we want to overcome this fundamental attribution error we don't want to be assholes but even god knows we can't help it um so he's like yeah i get it a lot of times you're an asshole that's why you always have to forgive people <laughs> so um and so he's like i think he's just telling us like Hey, guys, gals, woman, man, can you please try and be as patient with each other as you can be and take a little bit of fault here and there, like take or not even fault, but take a little bit of, yeah, I got stepped on a little bit. It's not going to kill me. Sometimes it does kill you. And I feel like the situation changes, but I'm going to eat my words. So I get careful about this, but like. It's gonna hurt a little bit, but just and that and it's normal, and I'm not disregarding that. But just say say you're sorry. Yeah, you can forgive him. Say you're sorry. Forgive her. Say you're sorry. You can still be angry inside a little bit, you know, or a lot of bit. And the the forgive may not be an ultimate like everything's good, but you know, it's a step towards like yeah, I know you didn't really want to be an asshole either, even though you were. It's gonna take me some time to get over it maybe a couple minutes maybe a couple weeks maybe a couple years and take me some time to get over it but i'm gonna I'm, i still forgive you i'm gonna try to start the I'm, I'm starting the process of just not letting it consume me and not letting it control me you know i think that that simply that might be the beginning of you know i forgive you i forgive him i forgive her um so yeah that's um a lot about comparing and judging and how it hurts and how it could be better and how it can be freeing to just remember some of these things um yeah i am reading through the end of what i got going on here um i had another note i i don't think it fits We'll see if I can save that for, uh, consolidate that to another episode. Uh, I have a feeling it'll fit somewhere. Um, 
but I'm going to uh, skip ahead a little bit. You can't see what I'm looking at, but um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here and skip ahead of my notes and go back to what I said earlier, you know, however that works out. Um, I said earlier how we like to flog ourselves, uh, like to punish ourselves somehow. Some of us do. A lot of us do. Um, and maybe try looking at it this way. Because um, I think we all know, like, uh, you know, like it doesn't ultimately, like, super help anything. I mean, maybe, you know, but I, I don't think we can quantify it very well. But um, just maybe try looking at it this way. And this has been kind of helpful when I remember how to do it. If I'm going to make a mistake, and this could actually probably be used for a lot of things, I think, um, in life. If I'm, if I have one, if I have two or three or four or five or six options, I've been saying, like, wh which one am I willing to be wrong in, you know, which reveals which one I, I want to do and the one I think is actually most right. So what is, I, what is the, what I think is the most right option? What is, is the same thing as saying, what am I willing to be wrong in? And so... For the sake of change, perhaps at least, um, I want to risk failing or I want to risk being wrong in the option of like gracing myself, having this grace towards myself. Like, yeah, I did that. Sucks. I'm not going to do it again. I mean, yeah, deep down, you know, you, you probably will. But you know what? I feel like that actually begets a better propensity for change, you know, rather than the uh, the prohibition. Of saying like I will never do that again because like I said it, it kind of gives that that alone also gives it more power. It's like yeah, never gonna do it. And then it's like before you know it, you're like, ugh, I broke again. But so let's risk let's risk making the mistake of having too much grace towards ourselves versus uh I'm gonna miss I'm gonna versus I'm gonna flog myself. So let let's reverse it. Um, maybe I won't be a better person. Or learn from my lesson with if I'm gracing myself, but at least this one time, and that's what I'm going with. It. Like just try try it once, maybe. Like at least this one time, I'll have grace with myself and let it fall off my shoulders this one time. Like recognize it, be like yeah, that sucks. I want to be different. Ah, all right, I'm gonna keep going. And I, I know some hurts, some things that you do are heavy enough where that I say it light, lightly, but I know it's not always light. Um, but have grace in myself. Have grace with yourself and risk that thing versus maybe I won't be a better person by flogging myself and making myself sit in my own punishment, whatever whatever that is. Um, so, um, yeah, I got a little muddle there. Let me rephrase it. One, say this to yourself and see how each one sounds. I'm going to risk failing. I'm going to risk the mistake of having too much grace with myself in this situation. Now, now hear this one. I'm going to risk flogging myself and punishing myself in the hopes of being a better person. Uh, gosh, I got, I just made a weird face to myself in my, I was like, in my chest, I felt it like, of course the first option's better, even though I do the second one probably more often, most definitely more often. Um, like, I'm going to, I'm going to make the, I'm going to, risk making the mistake of having too much grace in myself and trusting in that to make me a better person. Now hear it one more time. I'm going to risk flogging myself. I'm going to risk the mistake of flogging myself and punishing myself as using that to make me a better person. Oh man, my heart hurts a little bit just believing the second one, but whether we believe it or not, or if it's, 
if behavior is an indicative of beliefs, I, we do the latter a little bit more often. So stop it. <laughs> do the do the first one. Um, risk making the mistake of having of having too much grace with yourself and trusting in that to make you a better person or change your behavior in the future. So if you're the punishing type, how often has that really gotten you to where you want to be anyways as a human? You know? Maybe it has some benefit. I'm sure I'm sure there's something to it, but first option just sounds a lot better when I say it out loud. And it's hard to try something new because you're so used and you know the outcome of what you've been doing. Like if you're so used to punishing yourself, you're like, yeah, cool. I'm going to feel pretty awful for a day. And I, I paid some penance to something somewhere. We don't even know where it is, but like th this has been done. This justice has been served maybe. Um, and you know what that's going to feel. You know what that process is going to feel like. And you know about how long until you feel better. And your behavior does change a little bit until a day or two passes or you eat or you sleep, you know, and then you're like, when I ha but instead, but it, yeah, it's like almost a reset to do the same thing. We're opposed to the, the grace, the grace towards yourself method. Be like, yeah, I did that. You know, that method, it's like, yeah, you can still live that day, the rest of that hour. And the next day be like, yeah, that sucked. I don't want to do that. All right, well, let's just keep going. I'll do it again. But for now, you know, I know I don't want to do it. And just like, I'm, I'm telling myself, let it roll off. Let it roll off. Um, but that's, if you're not used to doing that, like it's, you're scared of the results. Like, what if I just become the biggest a-hole that, you know, or I hurt everyone or I get hurt or trampled on or, you know, what if I have, you know, too much, you know, leniency towards myself and, you know, then you have the this outside voice or inner voice that just tells you that keeps whispering or yelling at you in like this weird quiet way. Like, like, don't, don't, don't you think you should be doing this differently? Like, that's kind of not exactly what it sounds like, but like, that's not very responsible. You know, what if you do it again? Like, yeah, like, it's almost like a sense of like, what if you lose control? Um, well, apparently I've been losing control the whole time voice. So you haven't been very helpful in the long term, have you? You know, cause we're still here. Got a little, getting a little fired up. So it's like, yeah, screw that voice because that voice is bullshit. Okay, you know, that voice is just culture. Um, it could be part of even to take to take the BS comment away. You know, sometimes we need that. Um, this is Richard Rohr talks about like order and disorder and re reorder, like different aspects of our lives. You know, maybe and probably we need that first voice to even get to the place where it's like, Man, all right, I can have grace in myself now. We need to know. We needed to hear. We needed to build our way of living, our box, as Richard Rohr calls it, our box of living, and what to expect, and how to, you know how to live, what to expect, in order to be like, man, there's a better way. Like it's only once we do something one way for a while, you're like, man, there's a better way. So I, I don't. I guess I don't want to um, disregard that that voice too much because it might be the only thing that leads us to the grace method. So, yeah, try something new, but wherever you're at with it, I think it all can be and will be good in the, in the uh, end. And hopefully by end, I mean near future for all of us. Um, yeah, 
it's worth it. Um, and um, I guess I'll finish off with this quote. I wish I knew who said it. Um, it's not me, but I wrote it down in my notes a long time ago about something. Um, or listening to something. And here it is. It says, uh, a judgment is something that shows I was molding myself into something. What? That doesn't make any sense. A judgment is something that shows I was molding myself into something. I think I wrote that down wrong. Um, maybe just take that for what you want. Um, it's weird. I didn't catch, I'm a little embarrassed I didn't catch that earlier, but whatever. Um, I don't want to edit this. So um, I think that's about it. Um, sometimes I do edit it. Sometimes I do have really long pauses, and I just take those out real quick. Um, but just so you know so yeah let's just end on uh yeah the, maybe the voice is was good for a purpose maybe it was good for a while the uh the punishment the flogging voice you know or the response you need to be responsible you need to do this but i think the real path to life for yourself and even the ability to give life towards others the ability to have a positive attitude the ability to create positivity in others to encourage others to really want to be there for others and you know help them kind of be uh the humans that they want to be too is to have the grace with yourself so i believe and i hope at the same time that that is true i think it is so um hope this was helpful i hope the fruit was just right. Not too, definitely not overripe. Just hope it wasn't too pre, pre-ripe? What's that called? It hasn't ripened yet. Raw? I don't know. You know what I mean. I hope. And if not, it's okay. It's something important. All right. Well, until next time, um, until next, <laughs> until next time. All right. Um, yeah. Peace out, y'all.